to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending an email to thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. So our email address is thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. You can also send a direct message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. God has given us the grace to meet and pray, and without wasting any more time, we we'll go into prayer. Would um, I would like to share with us the context of what we'll be praying about, and then we would go into prayer. I pray that um, God will open His Word to us, and direct our prayers because we cannot afford to pray amiss at this time so we have um one hour to seek the face of god to pray about this um epidemics this pandemic to pray about what is happening to this world but the the truth of the matter right now is that do we know what is happening to the world do we know what the big picture is 
so we, but, um, for the next 15 to 20 minutes I hope it doesn't take that long I just want us to sh I just want to show us the big picture in terms of what God has um, laid in my heart concerning this what is happening to the world and where we stand right now so in order to pray the right prayers you know in order not to pray the wrong prayers we have to know what is what exactly is happening so I just want us to know that the end time has begun and if you have your notebook and pen I'd like you to use it to write down these Bible verses and we'll be praying about these Bible verses we're praying about these Bible verses and these prayer points as we go on it will not harm us it will do us great good to recap and revisit what will happen at the end <clears throat> so that we can have a context on how to pray and what to pray for what to be praying for and how we should spend our time and our lives during this end time so we'll be reading some Bible verses in a particular order but our main text will be taken from Jesus's account of the end time because who can describe um, the coming of Jesus more than Jesus himself so we will see how Jesus describes his coming and other scriptures that talk about the end time like Daniel or Revelations this will be backup of what how Jesus described his coming amen so if you can hear me I want you to um say hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. I welcome you all to this. So um, I hope this doesn't take so much time, so we'll have a lot of time to pray. Please open to Matthew chapter 24. We'll start from verse 1. I'll read and I'll like all of us to listen. So Matthew 24 says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See ye, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be let here one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us. When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So I want to pause at this verse 5 and explain something here. So it says that, Many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And you might interpret it as the fact that many people will come and say that they are Jesus and don't believe them. But God has revealed this verse to my family as this. Many people shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Meaning that many people will come in the name of Jesus and say that Jesus indeed is Christ. Jesus indeed is Lord. However, they are, they are false prophets. They are not Working for Christ, so we see they will deceive many people. We see today that pastors of mega churches are rightly claiming that oh Jesus is Lord, 
but are actually false prophets, deceiving many people, mm. not preparing people for the end time, not telling people the truth about sin and their current state of life right now. They are not telling people the truth. They are not preaching prosperity. They don't even understand the times. They don't even understand what is going on right now. Let me continue reading Matthew 24, verse 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not here. We've heard of wars. We've heard of rumors of wars. We've heard of um, turbulence from Asia and um, from Russia. In 2010, they started some kind of um, turbulence, right? Even the first month of 2020, U.S. tried to make war with Iran. And all these things started unfolding. Now, verse 7 says that the nations, for nations shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine, famine and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. So when, my, when we were reading this in my family, we used NIV and Matthew did not say pestilences. So we went to Luke. Luke was a doctor in that time and he recorded pestilences. But thankfully, KJV says there shall be famine and pestilences. And the meaning of pestilences is epidemics, pandemic, in diverse places. And when I was listening to the news one day, it was saying that the supply of food, farmers that are staying at home, they are not able to go to their various farms to produce food. So... Who knows when this pestilence will end and what will follow? Will there be famine? So all these things are these signs. Verse 8 says that all these are the beginning of sorrows. There are many earthquakes that have happened this year alone, 2020. A lot of earthquakes, great and small. I pray that God will help us as we read just to know more and more of what is happening. So we are reading all this so that you yourself can judge for yourself where we are at right now. Is this the end of the world or not? Where are we right now? So let's continue from Matthew 24 verse 9. Verse 9 says that, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my sake. Now, you there is talking about the people at that time that are listening to Jesus. Then, are you listening to Jesus now? If you are listening to Jesus, if you are following Jesus Christ, if you are a follower of Christ, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my sake. This is what follows after famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of soul. Then the next thing, is now persecution. 10 says, And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. 11. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. So they shall continue to multiply. But, um, 
verse 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound, you see, the love of many shall wax cold. The love of many, love for God, love for each other shall wax cold. Everybody for himself, iniquity shall abound. 13 says, But he that shall endure till the end, the same shall be saved. So Jesus is telling us as his followers, people that are, are, talk, are, are listening to him, talk. Endure to the end. Keep enduring to the end. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end shall come. How is the end going to come? Now it's going to start describing from verse 15 how the end is going to unfold. Now this is how the end will come. Verse 15 says, When you see, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. So pause and say, what is this abomination of dissolution spoken of by Daniel, the prophet? So let's go together to Daniel chapter 11. Now, if you sit down carefully in your free time, and read the whole chapter of Daniel, it will talk about the end time and the kings that would arise towards the end. Now, from my study and my family's study of Daniel 11, the whole chapter talks about what will happen in the time of four different kings. Now, I'll leave you to do your own personal study. If you can check Daniel 11 verse 2, it says, Now then, I tell you the truth. Three more kings will arise in Persia, and then a fourth, who will be far richer than all the other three others. When he has gained power by his wealth, he will stir up everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Now, if you read towards the end, after this king will come one king that does as he pleases. So verse 3 says, Then a mighty king will arise, who will rule with great power and he will do as he pleases. This is the same king that will cause an abomination that causes desolation. So when you read towards the end, you would see in Daniel 11.31, it says that um, his armed forces will rise up to desecrate the temple fortresses and will abolish the daily sacrifice. So this king that will arise, that does as he pleases, will walk closely with Israel or Jerusalem, abolish the daily sacrifices, then they will set up the abomination that causes desolation. With flattery, it will corrupt those who have violated the covenant. But the people that know their God will stand firmly and resist him. So, Verse 33 says, those who are wise will instruct many. Just like we are instructing ourselves right now, towards the end, those who are wise will instruct many. Though for a time, they will fall by the sword. Now listen, remember that Jesus talked about persecution of the Christians. They will persecute you. That's the next thing that is going to happen now. So those who are wise will fall by the sword, be burned or captured and plundered. But when they fall, they will receive a little help. And many who are not sincere will join them. So many 
deceivers will still join us as saints. Some of the wise will stumble, some Christians will fall, so that they may be refined and purified and made spotless unto the time of the end, for it will still come at the appointed time. And if you read to verse 36, it says, This king that does as he pleases, what will he do? He will exalt and magnify himself above every god, and will say unheard things against the God of gods. That is, he will speak blasphemous things against the God of gods. So I just want us to follow how it will be. And this mighty king, who is the Antichrist that the Christians talk about, um, his activities are evident. So how will you know that this is him? He would do stuff with Jerusalem, with Israel, do something that is an abomination to them, to, um, take away the daily sacrifices, right? It will cause an abomination that causes desolation. We might not hear of this. We might hear of this. We don't know. But we have to be on the lookout. There are many other things that he would do that we would see. And um, other places in the Bible talks about all the things that he would do. I'm looking forward to all these signs of the end time after this pestilence. Um, but what are we supposed to pray for now? So we read that this king that is coming from Daniel 11 verse 31 to 39. Please write the verses down. This king that is coming will um, do unheard things. So 37, he said, he will show no regard for the gods of his ancestors or for the ones desired by women, nor regard any god, but he will exalt himself above all. So when you see this king president whatever. He will not be the king of America only. He will be the king of the world. He will arise. He would exalt himself above everyone. He will honor the God of fortresses, a God unknown to his ancestors. But this is just like the, um, we are following the times to understand what it means. So he will honor the God of fortresses, a God unknown to his ancestors. He will honor the Honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. 39 says that he will attack the mightiest of fortresses. And with the help of a foreign god, he would honor those who acknowledge him. Now let's go back to reading um, another um, part of the Bible that talks about this, the activities of this king since we are here. Let's open to Revelation 13 verse 5. So this same king now, that let me tell you, this is the same king that we're talking about. Who will come after the third king? Who does as he pleases? That's the Antichrist. This king is the same as the Antichrist. And verse 5, 13, Revelation 13, 5. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, confirming what Daniel 11 said, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth to blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle. You see that the Bible confirms himself. From Matthew 24, we're reading that there will be an abomination that causes dissolution. We found this abomination in Daniel 11, where they said, It is this king that does as he pleases that will speak this blasphemy and will persecute the Christians. Now, in Revelation 13, 6, this same king that blasphemes against God, um, and his tabernacle, he will also blaspheme at them that dwell in heaven. Verse 7 says, 
and it is given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given unto him and all kindreds and tongues and nations. So this is the same thing that keeps coming over and over again. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose name are not written in the book of life, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear to hear, let him hear. Verse 10 says, He that leadeth unto captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Saints, listen carefully. This is what's going to happen. You are going to be, you are going to see all these things. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercised all the powers of the first beast, and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire. Now, these are the signs that we are going to see. The next thing after pestilence is, next thing after pestilence, famine, right? Something, something's happening to the economy of the world right now. This great, then this great king will arise and start doing his activities. You see his activities in different places. So, um. So now, one of the signs of this person that was seen, verse 13, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles. Now, we have to be watchful, right? How is this fire going to be? It takes the Holy Spirit in you to know what this fire is. It might be physical fire that comes down from heaven to earth. It might be some technology. You do not know. We do not know. So the Holy Spirit will would help us understand so this is not the time to um make videos and where people are twerking or whatever this is the time to open your bible while it's available to you while they've not banished the bible app while they did not tell you to burn your bibles this is the time to understand what is happening by yourself in your head keep it in your memory and pray this is the time so um So verse 14 says that, um, verse 13 talked about the fire coming down from heaven. And 14 says that, and deceived them. He's going to deceive a lot of people by his miracles. He's going to, verse 15 says, he will give life unto an image which he will create. And the image will speak. So when you see an image speaking, I don't know how this is going to be, maybe technological, whatever. But just notice the trend. And it will cause as many as would not worship the beast to be killed. That's part of its persecution. If you are not going to worship the beast, God has said we shouldn't worship any image. The beast will be killed. And it caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bound, to receive a mark in their right hand and their foreheads. Verse 17 says, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. 18 says, Here is wisdom. Let he that understandeth has understanding come the number of the beast for it is the number of a man it is 666 so verse 17 says that no man would buy or sell save he has the mark now the economy of the world is falling due to this coronavirus now after the coronavirus what's going to happen they have to build their economy now businesses have closed how is the economy going to be built 
is going to be built in a way that will accommodate the fact that nobody can buy or sell except they have this mark of the beast okay so let's go back to matthew um 24 but where we stopped we stopped in matthew 24 15 where it talks about the abomination that causes the solution so this is what unfolds the fact that there will be someone that does this abomination so jesus is telling you when you see that this is this abomination that causes the solution has taken place then do this 16 says then let him which is in judea flee into the mountains 17 says let him which is on the mountain top not come down to take anything out of his house neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes and woe to them that are with child and give suck in those days that is going to be that time is going to be difficult for the people that are pregnant or people that are nursing children you be worried about yourself, your safety of yourself, and for your child. 20 says, but pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath day. I'm still praying for revelation on why the rapture shouldn't be on in the winter, maybe because of the cold or, or the Sabbath day. 21 says, for then shall be great tribulation, such as not since such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. We see that you see that from pestilence to famine to the fact that the economy is going to change to the abomination that causes the solution to the great tribulation. So this is just the beginning of like sorrow, like it, like in, like a events of sorrow. So we have to be prayerful right now. Now, this is where we are going to, and this is the kind of prayer we have to pray. This is twenty one says, for then shall be great tribulation such as not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now, 22 says, and except those days be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for you, the Christians, for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, if except COVID-19 is shortened, everybody's going to die. If God doesn't stop, stop it from, even America, a first world country cannot stop spread so the prayer right now we're going to be praying for the next 13 minutes that lord let those days be shortened let the days of the this pestilence be shortened the thing that is coming as the famine let the days be shortened the persecution of the christians let these days be shortened the tribulations that's coming in verse 21 let it be shortened that's the prayer right now let these days be shortened and 23 says then if any man now this is going to happen after all these things have happened in the midst of this tribulation this is what is going to happen 23 then if any man shall say unto you lo here is christ or there believe it not 24 now this is how it is for there shall arise false christ it keeps saying false christ now false christ meaning they say they are christ but they are not now second and false prophets meaning that they say oh we are not christ but jesus is lord but they are still deceiving people. They are not preaching the right things. They are not telling people about their sins. First prophet, first Christ, great signs and wonders. And in so much that if it's possible, they will even deceive the Christians, the very elect. I hope we are reading and I'm not talking from my own knowledge. I'm reading Matthew 24, 25. Let's read together. Behold, I have told you before. 
wherever so wherefore if they shall say to you behold is in the desert go not forth behold he is in secret chambers believe it not now this is how jesus christ will come after all these things the tribulation after everything 27 for as the lightning come out cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west so shall the coming of the son of man be for wheresoever the carcass is there the eagle shall be gathered together 29 says immediately after the tribulation of those days what's going to happen this is how jesus will come the sun shall be darkened the moon shall not give a light the stars shall fall from heaven the powers of the heaven shall be shaken and what will happen 30 and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory 31 is going to avest us the christians and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect we the christians from the four wings of the world from one end of heaven to the other that is how the rapture is going to take place but see all the things that will happen before it the pestilence the famine the persecution now he's telling us that this is how you know when you see all the signs know it 32 says you see the fig tree how it goes when the branch is tender you know what it is when you know that it puts forth leaf you know that this is summer so when you see all these things know that jesus is coming even at the doors 33 says so when you see all these things know that the time is near even at the doors so christians we are supposed to know when you see the pestilence that never nobody predicted you see the famine when you see the king that rises up he will do an abomination that causes desolation so what are we going to pray for the first prayer point we are going to pray for nations and someone during the week brought out this um revelation to me um ecuador is a country um that is facing this coronavirus badly the situation is bad their loved ones are dying and they are dying in their homes because of this coronavirus the government cannot keep up with dead bodies and people started leaving these dead bodies of their loved ones on the road because they can't leave them in the house the mortuaries are not collecting they are not accepting dead bodies anymore they are full the temperature is hot in ecuador and then mean, meaning that these bodies decay very fast families then leave the love their dead bodies of the loved ones outside it's like it's like like it goes down that would be like it goes down you know so now the first prayer point is to pray for nations now in italy and spain the death toll is higher it's higher than even what you are seeing on the internet they report they don't report the actual death toll is actually higher doctors are dying People's chances to repent and come to God is being shortened, you know, by unexpected death. In New York, people are intentionally infecting others with disease. Then crime is on the rise. So I want us to raise our voices. The Bible says where two or three are gathered, he is here. First prayer point, let's raise our voices together and pray that God will give the government the wisdom to manage this um crisis the government all over the world the wisdom because this crisis affects his children as well they are children of god everywhere in the world so let's pray together in jesus name father we thank you god almighty for the opportunity to seek your face right now thank you for the opportunity to pray thank you for your grace thank you for your mercies 
Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your revelation. Thank you because even though um, we are facing the situations, you did not leave us in the dark. There are actually Bible verses. There are actually words that you have spoken to show us what's happening. Lord, right now we stand in the gap, oh Lord, as Christians, oh Lord, we know that you have cleansed us and you have forgiven us our sins. And we have, we have, we, we have the opportunity and the permission to pray and come into your presence to pray because we have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We therefore intercede for nations, oh God. Nations, oh Lord, because we know that your people are there, saints are there, and even people that will soon become saints, unbelievers, oh God, that will come to know you very soon are there. So we pray, oh God Almighty, that you take control of the whole world. We ask that you would intervene in Ecuador, intervene in Italy, intervene, intervene in New York, in the whole world, oh God. Give the government the wisdom on how to manage this crisis, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Give them the wisdom, oh Lord, on how to manage this crisis, oh God. Take absolute control of these nations. Glorify yourself, oh Lord. Even though you are coming, you are wrapping up things, oh God. We, your people, are still here, oh Lord. Keep us safe. In Jesus' name we've prayed. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the second prayer point is that... The second prayer point is... This is just the beginning, as we've read. So... Thankfully, we have a context of what I mean by this is just the beginning. That's why I gave all this, all those illustrations at, at first. This is just the beginning. Pestilence, just the beginning of things that are to happen. Let us pray for mercy from God that these days should be shortened. Jesus said, except these days be shortened, nobody will survive. Nobody will be alive. So our prayer as Christians to respond to that and say, Lord, shorten this COVID-19. Let's let's get to the next thing. Let's the next thing, the next big thing. And that is, I don't know the particular order. Either this king will be revealed or farming, pestilence, persecution. I don't know the order, but the next big thing. Watch out for that. And then we'll start praying, God, shorten that one. And for the persecution, Lord, shorten it. Come, Lord Jesus. So this is what we are supposed to pray. So right now, let's pray. God, have mercy. We go on our knees right now and pray. Shorten this pestilence, killing people. Now, this pestilence is killing both Christians and unbelievers. And you know what grief does to Christians? Some might lose their faith and say, where is God? Some that said, God, if you heal my loved one of this disease, I'll worship you. What if God does not heal and the person dies? Then will it mean that the Christian's faith will be shaken? So let's pray, God, have mercy. And shorten this thing. Let's pray in Jesus' name. But I will thank you, God Almighty, for your revelation of your word on what to pray about and how to pray in this time. Lord, we ask that you shorten this 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 pestilence, O oh God. Shorten this COVID-19, O oh Lord, and heal your land. Have mercy on us, O oh Lord. We come to you, O oh God. We are on our knees, O oh God, begging you that you have mercy, O oh Lord, on this world and heal your land stop this spread of this virus by yourself you said where two or three or three or more shall gather in your name you are there and whatever we agree together oh god almighty you will do so when we pray prayer of agreement to oh god you will do it oh lord. so we have come this morning as your children asking that you shorten this pestilence oh lord many people are dying many christians are dying the government is confused they don't know what to do oh lord. and this is the sign of the end time so we ask Shorten these days, Lord. Let these days be shortened. Let these days be shortened, O oh Lord. 
so that people will be saved, so that we can survive, so that we can spread your good news, oh God, to the ends of the earth, which you say will happen before you come. Lord, let take out this virus by yourself. Nobody knows how to take it out, Lord. Take out this virus by yourself. Intervene, Jesus. Send your healing balm on the whole world. Send your healing balm on the, on the whole world. Send your healing balm on the whole world, oh God. In Jesus' name of prayer. In Jesus' name of prayer. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So the third prayer point we're going to pray is that God will protect his children. God will protect us as Christians. Because our protection is something that can even attract unbelievers to us. To see that, okay, this maybe if there's like a statistics that went out and say, wow, the population of people that died like Christians are the least number of people that died, that could actually bring other people to Christ. So let's pray, God, protect your children all over the world. The ones that call upon your name in truth, the ones that cry unto you every day, the ones that read your word, that are expecting your coming, your glorious appearing. Lord, protect us from evil. Protect us from this pandemic. Protect us from this disease. That even if... Someone, sneeze, someone that has COVID-19 sneezes in our faces that the blood of Jesus will neutralize it. Cover us with your blood. Cover us with your protective covering. Like even if we go to the grocery store and touch an infected um, food item, that it will not have any effect on our, our, us. Let's pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray, O oh God Almighty, for protection upon everyone in the whole world that call upon your name. Everyone that call upon the name of Jesus. Everyone that are looking up to your glorious appearing, O God. All the saints, O Lord, that are keeping themselves pure and holy, O Lord. They are trying their best to flee from sin. They are trying their best to crucify the flesh. They are trying their best, O God, to walk in the spirit so that they will not feel the lust of the flesh. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will strengthen these ones, O Lord. Protect these ones, O God. Cover them with your blood. But remember when the, the angel of death came to plague Egypt, O God. But the blood of the Lamb, O God, the Israelites were saved, Lord. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will sprinkle your blood on every Christian, O God, in the whole world. That this death, this epidemic, this angel of epidemics moving around, plaguing people, Lord, will not see us, O Lord. We will not be able to have any effect on our households, O Lord. We will not be able to come into our homes in the name of Jesus Christ. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 118 verse 17 says that we shall not die, but live to declare the goodness of God in the land of living. Lord, preserve our lives, O God, to see that time, O Lord, to be able to spread your word, this good news of the gospel that shall be spread at the end, O Lord. Preserve us to be able to spread this good news in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. So grief is very painful. Um, the next prayer point is about encouragement to unbelievers and believers alike. Grief is painful and a trying period for everybody and mostly for believers right for believers it can shake the christian faith let's pray that believers will become stronger during this period believers that have lost their loved ones let's pray that they will become stronger during this period in the name of jesus father we pray oh god almighty for christians that have lost loved ones and even unbelievers oh god that lord even though oh god they are in sorrow and they are in grief right now i pray oh god almighty that your comforter the holy spirit oh god 
will comfort them in one way or the other in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, for the Christians, oh Lord, let them find solace in your word. Let your Holy Spirit give them peace. For the unbelievers, oh God, let them find Jesus. Let them find Jesus. Let it let it be an avenue for them to find comfort in Jesus, oh Lord. Let them find your word. Let them find you, oh God, in the midst of this sorrow all over the world, Lord. Let them find you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, says that before we even start speaking, you've already heard. While we are speaking, you've already answered our prayers. We thank you, God Almighty, because you've answered our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, let's pray for businesses. So, lifelong businesses. Someone was staying on the news that he started his business, um, a restaurant business. He went to the um, catering school, spent his money, he has maintained the restaurant for 19 years, and all of a sudden... He has to close it down because of this pandemic. Thousands and millions of businesses, small and big, have been affected by this epidemic. Fashion retailers that have stores, they don't have stores online, they have stores on the roadside. They have to close down and then fire their employees. Although God has given wisdom to the government, the fact that the government said, okay, they should apply for... Um, alone to compensate them but it's a, on a first come first service many of them might not be able to get this loan and they might go into depression the the for the employees they might also go into depression the ceos that have been put out of their jobs might go into depression imagine this so now the close of business signifies two things one People will not be able to socialize. They will go into depression. They don't have enough money. They're sad. Now let's pray against depression. That's the first thing. That God should have mercy. Have mercy on the Christians. Have mercy on his people. Have mercy on the world. That everyone should find solace in Jesus right now. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you because your word says that you, are, you don't will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So Lord, we pray right now that you would release your peace upon this world and have mercy upon it, Lord. Have mercy upon it. Let everyone find solace in Jesus. Let everyone find you, O God. Let the Christians run to you, O God, and not be depressed, O God. Let us, Lord, be drawn to reading your word, even though it's very hard. There's social media, there's distraction. Lord, but even though we are bored, Lord, help us to find your word. Help us to pick up your word and bury yourself, ourselves in your word, O God, in the name of Jesus. Help us pick up your word and read your word. And find happiness and joy in your world. We pray for those that don't have jobs right now. That you find a way. Provide for them, oh God. Provide for these ones in the name of Jesus Christ. Help them to find provision. One way or the other, Lord. Touch, your heart of, touch my heart, Lord. If there's anyone around me that needs food right now. Reveal to me to be able to bless this person. Touch the heart of every other person, oh God, to help their neighbors right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We trust in you because you have heard us. In Jesus' name, amen. The next prayer point is, um, next prayer point is, the fact that businesses are closing and we've already prayed that God should shorten this pandemic. At the end of this pandemic would mean, the end of this pandemic would mean Businesses starting all over, but how will they start all over? We've already read from 
um, Revelation 13, verse 6 to 18. Time will fill us to go back to read it, but please read it. Businesses will start over. Will they start over with a new currency? Who knows? How will they start over? How will they begin? How will they get loans? The truth is that after this pandemic, the whole world is going to change. And to make it easier, this king will arise and help everybody. When you see a king that arises in the news, he will fix the economy and create a new way to buy and sell. And that is the end. Businesses will resume. Accepting this policy provided by the king, the new king will be the king of the whole world, not just America. He will solve the problem of the falling economy. Now, the prayer point is that, Lord, help us to stand during this time. Help us to stand. Help us to do your will. Let's pray. Let's quickly pray. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for the end is come. In Matthew 24, we've read it, that the end is closed at the doors. You saw, we saw the order of how it will happen. The first thing, earthquakes, wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence. We are in the timeline of pestilence right now. The next thing, the economy is going to be fixed. Help us to stand for you. Whatever will happen, help us to stand and help us to overcome. Strengthen us. Give us wisdom for this time. Give us wisdom, O oh God, on how to do it, how to survive during this time strengthen our faith oh god in jesus name we've prayed amen so if you are not clear about any part of this um any part of our study you can send me a message or if you need more explanation we could treat we could treat it in detail but the next prayer point we have like 10 more minutes the next prayer point is prayers for the churches now, churches cannot meet because of this pandemic. Churches cannot come together and meet. And the Bible says where two or three are gathered, God is in their midst. Does this mean that many people all over the world are either joining their church online or not even holding any service? I want us to understand what this means in the spiritual realm. When people are not coming together to call upon God, that means that evil would rise. That means that evil would just escalate. You know, imagine Christians that depend on the church for all their spiritual activities. Christians that once once church is over, they close their Bibles, and the next time they open the Bible is when they are in church. This is wrong, but there are Christians like this. Does this mean that these ones will be lost to the world? Does this mean that these ones would? will not be able to seek God anymore. So, the the Bible says one would chase a thousand and two would chase ten thousand. Then a crowd of people in churches would chase like the whole kingdom of darkness. But now that people are not meeting in churches, what will happen? This means that we should try as much as possible to pray online together and do Bible study online as long as they permit us to. You should do it online and also personally. Set a time to pray and read the word personally because not going to church would affect you one way or the other. So let's pray. Always pray. So now the next prayer point is, Lord, strengthen Christians at this time to redeem the time 
in this evil day. Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 17 says that, um, let me quickly read it. Be careful, very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So this is not the time to be unwise or waste time. Take every opportunity to, you have to study the word. So let's pray right now that God will give every Christian this wisdom to understand this. Understand that they need to redeem the time. Understand that they need to cram as many Bible verses as they can right now before it disappears from your phones, before the Bible disappears from the internet. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God Almighty, for the understanding that this pestilence is part of the end time and we are going towards the end. And now churches all over the world are not able to meet and they are not able to destroy the kingdom of darkness by their fellowship with you, by their prayers, Lord. We pray, O oh God Almighty, that you would help each Christian in their homes, O oh Lord, to have the consciousness of you, to have the consciousness to read their Bibles, to remember to pray every day, every night, to keep the fire burning, oh God. Lord, you remember, you told us in Matthew chapter 25 about 10 virgins. These 10 virgins, oh God Almighty, they all slept, meaning that everybody slept. Whether the Christians that were hot and on fire or the Christians that only read their Bible when they are in church, everybody slept. And this is very similar to sleeping. When Christians cannot come together and pray in the churches of God, it means that we are sleeping. Lord, the period of sleeping, oh Lord, is upon us. We ask that you help us, oh Lord. Help us so that when the bridegroom, when the person cries out that the bridegroom is coming and we all wake up, Lord, let it be that we still have oil in our lamps in the name of Jesus Christ. So Lord, help us. This is the time of general sleep for the churches all over the world. We ask that you please help us to have oil in our lamps by reading your word and praying, by re-examining our lives and seeing where we stand, what we watch during this period, what we fill our minds with during this period. Help us to, to see it, oh God. Help us to only do what will make our oil increase, oh God, so that our oil will not be used up. So that we'll be able to catch up with the bridegroom when he sounds the trumpet in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the ladies that have spent time, oh God, to come to pray for the world, oh God. We ask that you would strengthen them in their own spiritual lives, oh God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. 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 Um, does anybody have any question? Mm -hmm. Or any other prayer points you want to pray about? Nobody? Okay, let me just round up. Father, we thank you, God Almighty, for the opportunity to pray. We thank you for the Bible verses that we've read. We thank you, God Almighty, because some of us might be hearing this for the first time. And some of us might be hearing this in a different way. I ask, O oh God Almighty, that you would enlighten us through your word. Even as we will go back to your word to read more about the end time, 
to know more about what you are saying about what is happening right now we ask that you would open our eyes oh god to see this reveal to us collectively and individually what your word is saying concerning this time each of us lord when we see it oh god we would understand for ourselves so lord show us even as we read your word even as we are patiently waiting for your coming oh god Show us what your word is saying about this time. We pray concerning this pandemic, O oh God. We've already asked that you shorten the time, O oh Lord. We ask that you have mercy and let us begin to see this time shortened in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we know that you are in our midst and you've said that when we agree as touching one thing, you will do it. We thank you because we look forward to seeing this pandemic shortened, O oh God, so that we can move forward to the next thing that will happen, O oh Lord. But help us not to lose focus, O oh God. But help, help us to be watchful, O oh God for the times, O Lord. We pray for the believers all over the world, O God, that you continue to protect us with your blood. You continue, continue to give us wisdom, O God, on how to live our lives as good Christians, O God. You will strengthen our Christian life like than ever before, O God. You will make us retain our oils, even this time of sleeping, this time that the Christians all over the world are sleeping, O God. Help us to make, retain our oil. In the name of Jesus Christ. That when the bridegroom comes, when he sounds the alarm, oh God, we will go with him. We thank you for everything you've done. We ask that you bless our weekend, bless our week, oh God. Preserve us, oh Lord. And help us to hear good news from each other. We cover our lives with the blood of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we pray one special prayer. That when you come in your glory, when you stay in the clouds and you send your angels to sound the trumpet, oh God, that everyone in this call, oh Lord, will be found in your kingdom. Not only us, but everyone in our family, every of our friends, everybody we've ever seen, oh God, every of your Christians all over the world that are looking forward to your glorious appearing, oh God, help us to go with you. Help us to be invested from the earth, oh Lord, on that day when you come in glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.